Bonjour. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Are I'm you French all, now? Yeah, I'm all sorts of ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> First, you're going all Mexican on me, and okay, hi. Oh my God! Please don't <laughs> ever do that. <laughs> or maybe do. Maybe our listeners would appreciate that. Yeah, I'm sure it won't make me sound like a racist or a white supremacist at all. Like, Good Lord. I apologize. <laughs> oh, please don't ever apologize for something like that. That was amazing. Okay, um, it says recording. Are we really going to be able to record this time? Oh my God, guys. We. It was. Rec- well, it was recording the last time, too. At the start. At the start, it was recording. And then all of a sudden, we are fucking like done and it's like this didn't record i'm like fuck by the way this is a very long one it's gonna be into two sections (gasps) our first two episode story yeah yeah i mean because this one's a long 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 one plus you know fuck 2019 yeah i mean just happy fucking morning don't you always just have happy fucking mornings Oh, well, this was a special happy fucking morning. Sarcasm. If you didn't catch that. My, I think uh, they did. <clears throat> my son's sperm I'm thing. I'm waiting to see how you say this. Okay, sperm I, thing. I, I'm trying. <laughs> sperm donor is too nice, though, because some people actually use them to actually gain a family and they're nice people. This is true. My my personal fucking fucktard of a Frank. <laughs> there we go. <gasps> <laughs> I haven't spoken to him in nine goddamn years, everyone. Haven't heard a damn peep from him in nine years. And decides to, instead of, you know, fucking apologizing for not being there for his son or everything that he fucking did to me and him personally he just fucking goes on a tangent and says that you know I ruined his life I'm like oh okay okay so you not coming by and seeing your son fucking I already took my anxiety pills. I I really debated on not taking them until I had this tangent, but I was fucking... I needed them. (laughs) Well, of course you needed them. You had to interact with... Fuck. Tard. Demon. Yeah, fuck Tard. I'll do a little backstory for you guys before we get into this, because, you know, why the fuck not? This guy's an asshole... What? I know, right? Weird. He never wanted to meet me. I never had the uh, displeasure. Fuck. Yeah, because apparently, you know, meeting my friends isn't important. Okay, dating for about six months, and then, whoops, I end up pregnant. Big (laughs) fucking whoops. (laughs) And all through the pregnancy, he's basically, like, I am no joke. He probably went two or three times in the nine months I was pregnant to Las Vegas to go gamble, hook up with girls, who the fuck knows. Just to show you guys how much of an awesome guy this guy is, I was legit going into labor. I called him, told him I was going into labor. He's like, huh, no, you're not. 
hung up the phone on me. I had to call my other friend who fucking come get me and take me to the hospital. And then he shows up at the hospital two hours later, drunk out of his goddamn mind, hitting on the nurses. The nurses even had to tell him to step out of the room because he was being inappropriate. And then wouldn't sign the birth certificate, claim that it's not mine. It's not mine. I honestly, I pushed for him to have some type of relationship. I pushed for the DNA test. Oh, look, holy shit. It comes back 99.9% positive. What the fuck? Who would have known? You, because unlike him, you were only sleeping with one person at the time. Weird. (gasps) So weird how that happens. (laughs) There's way more into this. I'm just giving Cliff Note version here. Your child's not Jesus. Damn it. I know, but all right. So, so weird. That happened. Oh, and I actually pushed for freaking for you to have custody, but visitations at first because, oh, what do you know? When we were actually living together, you pinned me down and hit my son in the face with your fist when you were trying to hit me instead. By the way, this is me after I've taken my anxiety pills. I was more fucking pissed earlier. You can ask Aubrey. Yeah. You can ask Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. This is me calmed down a bit. Okay. So then, you know, visitation, like, he, he came and saw him once. And that was Super Bowl Sunday up at my mom's house. And my mom went to go to the bathroom. And my son was crying. And so what does he do? He leaves him on the fucking floor and leaves. My mom said he was maybe there for 20 minutes. He left Chris on the floor while your mom was in the bathroom? Yes. I don't think I heard that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, like, crying, sitting there crying, and all of a sudden just got up and left. That's delightful. I mean, he had visitation rights, so, like, either from someone that I trusted or the state could come by. So, one of the two. So, my mom was approved, and I believe... There was one other person on there, I think my sister or something that was approved. And then, um, and then the state was allowed to as well. But the state finally was like, he would never show up. I'd go to the meeting point, drop off my kid, and he would never show up. <sighs> so the state finally started getting like, not unless he like makes the appointment. Cause I was making the appointment. He's like, huh? If he doesn't make the appointment, then whatever. So it's always a good sign when the state's like, yeah, this guy's stupid. Yeah. This, yeah. Well, they they were just like, I don't know. I mean, it's wasting their time too. I'm going down there. I'm like, are you coming? Are you coming? No, I'm too busy. Oh, okay. Because that makes sense. You know, too busy. And then there's a whole nother story to this. I will get into that. In a separate podcast. We'll get into that. You can hear all about Adrian's bad taste in exes. Fantastic. By the way, I I was looking through the text messages because I have not text messaged him since April of 2011. For some reason, I, I, I kept blaming myself. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? But it's the, I swear, manipulation is like one of the biggest things about abuse yeah definitely is 
Anyway. Yeah, he basically goes on to say, wish my son Merry Christmas. I continue to cry myself asleep every night because of what his mother put me through. Oh, okay. So what I put you through. Huh. Huh. Sounds like you've absolutely not changed, you narcissistic piece of shit. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know what? I would have been okay if he had a fucking apology and then just said Merry Christmas. I would have been like, holy shit. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I go off because, you know, me and my son have an open talk relationship about this. And I flat out ask him, if that man ever freaking talked to me or you, would you want to hear it? And he's like, nope, I'm good. I don't have, I don't want to hear a damn thing he has to say. Basically. I mean, he's nine. He didn't say that. He was, he was actually like, oh God, no. That's what he said. Sure, because he's nine, so. Yeah. And I say, oh, God, and fucking shit all the time. So him saying, oh, God, no. (laughs) He could have said a lot worse. What? You cuz? I don't believe it. (laughs) Anyway, we talked about it. But you know what? I want to be open and honest with him, too. You know? I mean, he he knows the basics. So, the basics. He's an asshole that never took care of us and hasn't talked to him in nine years. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Never sent a card, never said happy birthday, never paid child support. Yep. That's about it. That's just one aspect of my fun fucking week. Yay. Yay. And then fucking Friday the fucking 13th was a nightmare. By the way, if oh, you yeah. are not super, uh, fuck, how do you say this? Superstitious? Superstitious. Maybe right. you should be. My phone cord to my car, my cord in the car caught on fire. I'm just going to run through this real quick. Phone caught on fire, cord, just the cord caught on fire. And then my son forgets his coat. So then I'm late to drop him off for school and, and uh, Kylie to school. My husband had a seizure at work. Uh, he, we only have one car, so he had the car. I had a freaking white supremacist guy, Nazi guy, as a fucking Uber driver, which, seriously, I was texting Aubrey every little thing about him because he was fucking just gray hair, red shirt, I remember it, and gray pants with fucking Cheeto stains on it, and, like, the guy was listening to this white supremacist thing, and even in the podcast, it said, hail Trump. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Hail Trump. Ew. Disgusting. Sounds like hail Hitler. It kind of does. Oh, hail Hitler. Ooh. Hail fucking Trump. Ew. Just, just disgusting. I was so disturbed with this guy. I mean, God, what if I was African American? Would I be alive right now? I don't know. I don't fucking know you, Mary. The guy was creepy as hell. Went to the wrong location, too, by the way. Oh, because my fucking phone wouldn't turn on. Um, oh, and then my husband gets discharged from the hospital. Guess what? Not even five minutes after, he has a fucking seizure in the car, and my kids are yelling and screaming at me like I'm fucking killing their dad. Yep. And now he's, they're like 98% sure he's got epilepsy. So, 
Oh, and they took him off one of his bipolar meds. Yay. <gasps> did I miss anything? I think I did a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. Last time it was all more in detail, but this is our second run at this. And plus I had more to add this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Car fire, seizures, white supremacist. Sounds about right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, fucking nightmare. But just, you know, next Friday the 13th, just fucking stay inside. Don't go anywhere, people. You don't need a Nazi white supremacist while you have a seizure. I found out my son had an ear inf- infection. Oh, yes, that same day. That's about the worst I got for Friday the 13th. But that did happen. Oh. Yes. Yes, I did. But you did most of the good thing and stayed inside for most of the day. I try to do that most days. <laughs> doesn't always work. Today it does because my car's the mechanic, so I literally can't go anywhere. Did you ever figure out what was wrong with it? Yes. Did they call on you? The let's see if I can find the term for it. What what was wrong with you, car? What was wrong with you, car? <laughs> it is the trans control ECU. Okay. What is that? Don't know. Transmission control something? And ECU, whatever. The, the oh, that and the catalyst converter. Oh, great. Are they yeah. expensive? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Always. Oh, and right before Christmas. It's just about two grand because oh. I have that kind of money flying around. Oh, my fucking God. Are you going to get it fixed or no? Well, what else are we going to do? Fuck. The car was only four grand. Mm hmm. I know that. How long? You've had it for a while, though. Mm, well, okay. I'll just talk about my Prius here for a minute. Yes, I drive a Prius. Because it's quite it's quite incredible. <laughs> and I will admit, it is a 2007. So it is 12 years old now. I've owned it for about four of those years. In those four years, we have put 200,000 miles on the car. Okay, that's still pretty incredible then. So that means total in owning it. It's at about 300,000 miles right now. We have done very little other mechanic work, basic oil changes and stuff, but very little else. It gets great gas mileage, and it's pretty much mostly worked. Like I said, other than a few tiny things here and there, we have not taken this car to mechanics much. We have not had problems with it that much. It's, it's been a good car for being at 300,000 miles. Well, you can't argue that. Well, and if you get this, well, it it's at the point of its life, though, where you're going to start getting stuff like that. It is. That's what I, said. I mean, 300,000 miles will start saving up for, you know, a new car soon. But for right now, we'll fix it. And then next year or so, we'll get another Prius. Meep, meep. You say meet me, but you liked driving it and you know it. <laughs> I like the gas. Oh my god. Especially so when we went to Las Vegas. So cheap. Oh, our disaster of a Las Vegas trip. One day you can hear about that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, now that we've uh, talked about ourselves. More so yeah. than normal. 
Should we get into this one? I mean, this one's already fucking long as it is. Yeah, probably. All right. Now, okay. I've gotten this down to a lot of shorter notes. And it's not short, by the way. But it is shorter than what I originally had. Okay. So, this is on Elisa Lamb, which a lot of people have done this. Okay. I admit it's been done before. Here's the thing there is a lot of contradiction contradiction stuff on here like if you'll you'll watch one like if you watch one youtube video or listen to one podcast they'll say stuff differently and i think that's why so recently the police department released some of the police statements not all of them but some so that kind of clears a few things up so if you've heard something else before this is directly coming from the police record so some of it and i've done i've done i've been invested in this one as well it, it's been one that gets my head turning and i don't even know where to go i mean you can just go down a fucking shit ton of rabbit holes with this one yeah okay let's do should we do, should we do some uh little uh fun facts about the cecil hotel yes that's where she was staying by the way so we'll do that and then i'll get into her timeline all right so it used to be like a classy hotel to go to um it used to be like you know where the more wealthy went and stayed but when the railroad started to become built there um with people needing the work they would camp right out by the railroad and it would end up that was just on that same road that this uh, hotel was on, the Cecil Hotel. And Mm -hmm. that ended up getting the nickname Skid Row, which is actually still what that road is called today. And this is in LA. (laughs) And um, so now it is still filled with tents of homeless peoples, which, like I said, is right on the corner there. Um, And of course, you know, the city was getting upset because like there was literally tents and stuff down that street but same time like what are you what are you gonna do at least they're all in one place right yeah as long as you know you don't go down that road (laughs) but it they the homeless ended up making their stomping grounds which also because it was on the same street as the hotel started to attract less wealthy people and instead started to attract people that were home to like drugs and prostitution. Eee, okay. Okay. And there was end up being a few suicides there and mm-hmm. murders. First suicide was reported in 1931 with a guest name, it just says W.K. Norton. And he died in his room after he took a few poison capsules that, and with a suicide note. So it was determined it was suicide. Okay. 1947, Elizabeth Short, which have you heard that name before? It sounds somewhat familiar. Okay. The media also calls her the Black Dahlia. Yes. Okay. She was rumored to have been spotted drinking in that bar days before her death to her unsolved murder. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, that's a fascinating case, but we're not doing that right now. We've got way too much. (laughs) 
but she would so i mean this this hotel just has a ton of history there have been other horrific events uh one couple was staying there and the woman claimed she didn't know that she was pregnant and while her significant other was down at the bar she ended up giving birth to the baby and threw the just born baby out the window oh god well sure because what else would you do with it i mean oh i don't know why i was pregnant and let me just throw this baby out the window that i just gave birth to instead of nurturing it and good lord like seriously what what in the real fuck yeah uh so perhaps the most infamous was in the 1980s this hotel was rumored to be the residence of the serial killer richard ramser which is also the nickname of the night stalker uh he had a regular president presence on skid row by like he was known for killing at least three prostitutes that were on Skid Row, and he was thought that he actually stayed there. Okay. So the, that was, like, part of his killings is what people assume that he actually stood there while he was killing prostitutes on Skid Row. Jeez. Okay, so in an Australian, Jack Unterweger actually stayed at the Cecil Hotel in 1991, possibly because he... St- was trying to co- copy uh, the Night Stalker's crimes. He strangled mm-hmm. and killed at least six sex workers, and then he ran back to Australia. And he was actually convicted in Australia and ended up hanging himself shortly after he was convicted in 2015. Oh, okay. So, so now uh, they changed the name of the Cecil Hotel. It is now called Stay on Main instead of the Cecil Hotel. Okay. But it maintains all the original signs of the Cecil, like signs and all the paintings. If you go inside, they're all still there. Just like if you go and search for it, it will show up as Stay on Main. And I don't know if that was because like the owners were trying to rebrand themselves or from all of this terrible stuff that has happened in the past. So, and that was in 2013 that they rebranded it so uh to you know give her some credit too i mean even if she did know about the cecil hotel maybe she didn't know that the stand main was the same hotel as the cecil hotel yeah when she was going to go stay there that's yeah all right so i mean this hotel is not a friendly one you know and i think she was just looking for a cheap place to stay and, you know, maybe there weren't a ton of reviews on Stan Main because maybe people, you know, maybe it hadn't gotten that connection or whatever. Yeah. You know, so, um, all right. A little bit about Elisa. She was born in Vancouver, Canada on April 30th, 1991. And she came from a Chinese family, but she was, you know, born in Canada. They were immigrants over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was 21 years old when she was traveling alone and she was just looking for some place to stay. Jeez. Um, she was going to go on this West Coast trip. So she was going to go to here and Los, uh, Los Angeles, San Diego, and um, San Francisco. Okay. And so this was her, uh, her little trip that, you know, basically like to get away. She's never been outside the country before. So it was just a way to kind of explore on her own you know Mm -hmm. she was 
on, uh, she was bipolar and she was being treated for this disorder. She was on Wellbutrin, Lamictal, Seroquel, and Exforer, or Efferor, not sure. Don't come at me. (laughs) It's unclear on how long she had been taking them or if she was taking them regularly. So, oh, and Santa Cruz. She was also going to go to Santa Cruz. But so we're not sure if she was taking them regularly, how long she's been on them. um, According to her Tumblr post, she had been finding like depression and uh, stuff like that, which can be part of bipolar. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a minute for your meds to to kick in. Jeez. So, I mean, on January 9th, 2013, one of her posts read, uh, in all honesty, I'm really happy to be in Montreal because that was her... That was her first stop was Montreal. Two days before on the 7th, there was a post that said, I just booked my flight to Vancouver, January 18th through the 22nd, San Diego, January 22nd through the 27th, the rest is to be written. So maybe she didn't tell everyone where exactly she planned on going after San Diego. We're not 100% sure. But according to like her diary and stuff, she was planning on going to those places. She had a diary? Yes, but she left that at home, so she did not take that with her. Well, okay. Okay. So, but of a lot of her diary, it had a lot of, like, it would be sad, more like it was sad poems and um, thoughts of depression. It never fully outset, I want to kill myself, but there were allegations that she was suicidal as well. Okay. So, um, when Elisa checked in, she was accommodated to the fifth floor. There is speculation that she was later moved to another room because a roommate started complaining about her strange behavior. This ha- behavior could have been bi- from bipolar, but it's not confirmed. It's not even confirmed 100% that she actually did move rooms. It could be false. It is a claim of the hotel that she did move rooms, but they didn't have proof as to what room she was in. How do they not know what room she was in? They, uh, the only room that they ever have her checked in as is the fifth floor, but it did say like in one of the police records that they remember changing her rooms. That, yeah, that's, but it's not in the system. Like it's not in the Cecil hotel system. So that is basically based off of what a hotel worker said. Okay. In the police report. Did they talk to the roommates, like the girls? They apparently did and said that she was strange and they asked for her to be removed. Okay. That's that's all we got. I don't know if she was indeed moved. It has not been proven that she was indeed moved. So maybe she was we don't going know. to be moved. Yeah. Maybe she would like or maybe, you know, maybe they hadn't fully moved her yet, but Okay. All right. So on her trip, Elisa updated her Tumblr on her second night when she was in LA saying that she was having problem with the creepers. Um, that's all it says. That's what she meant by creepers big. is still a mystery. Oh, by the way, her poster's still up. You want to see them? Yeah. So this, this is her whole entire blog post. Like, there's not very much, but it's on here. The creepers, huh? But she was also reporting while you're looking at that. Uh, she was also reported going to a bookstore. The book clerk remembers her because she was asking about how much they weighed because she was worried about taking them on her, how heavy they were on her carry-on. 
because she was bringing them back home for her family is what she said. Okay. Uh, and she said that it was just, you know, it was one of those conversations that kind of just stuck out to her. So she remembers them. And some people are like, why was she bringing books home? That's weird. Or bringing them as gifts. I don't think that's weird at all. I love books. I don't think that's that weird. I can understand why she's like concerned about it, especially if she's going um, probably on a flight again two or more times. And then if they're too heavy to put on a carry-on, that can get expensive to check your bag. Okay, wait a second. So when is the last day she was seen? 22nd. No, January 26th. Okay. So she was there from January 22nd to the 27th is when she was supposed to check out. Because there's stuff, like, after that on this thing you just sent me. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of I know. stuff after that. I know. So they claim, um, that's down in my notes, but I'll, I'll just let you know, um, yeah, there is. There's posts after that, and they're wondering either if it was, like, in her queue, and she was, like, if she had them on her queue to just go, or if someone actually logged into her Tumblr. Okay, but the very last one is from December. Who the hell puts Tumblrs in their queue for almost a year? I don't freaking know. Maybe maybe she does? I don't know. I've been there, and, um, yeah, she went missing January 26, 2013. Okay. And I know that there's posts right after that, isn't there? There's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few in February. Yeah, and then they just, like, stop. And some people are like, okay, did she log, did someone else log into her account? Or, or, uh, did she have this queue for that long? She wasn't found for at least, uh, 19 days later after she was found disappeared. 19 days. Jeez. 19 days. Okay, so... Wait, sorry, can I just make a point? So you said it was January 26th? Yes. One of the, like, Tumblr post thingies here on January mm-hmm. 27th says, mm-hmm. rest in peace, dead in Brazil nightclub fire. Hashtag, oh my god, hashtag, they were mostly students. I don't know why that just struck something to me. Like, See, stuff like that, her Tumblr posts, like... They boggled my mind, too. Like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, and the thing is, she didn't have her Tumblr for very long either. There's not a ton on there. Okay. They're kind of weird, for sure. They are, right? Yeah. 19 days later after she was reported missing. So her family reported her missing on January 26th because they couldn't hear from her because apparently they heard from her every single day, several times a day, and they couldn't get a hold of her. So they called uh, the LAPD. And asking them to go check on her. And they did. They did a welfare check. They went there. They had dogs there. Um, They weren't legally allowed to search every single room. Uh, But they did check the room that she supposedly stayed in. But if she did switch rooms, there was no... They didn't go through and check any other rooms. Well, They just, like, had dogs sniffing by. The only room that they actually fully searched was that room. And none of her stuff was in there. Okay, I feel like if someone... You cut out what? Where'd you go? I miss you so. Seems like it's been forever since you've been gone. Please come back home. Hello? No. Hey, there you are. Hi. Sorry. You're back. Tumblr, like, what the? Tumblr broke my computer. Oh my God. Are you sure it's not the ghost of her? I'm pretty sure it's Tumblr, but sure. Oh, okay. Stupid fucking (laughs) Tumblr. Did you at least get to hear my song? I heard some of it. All right, so okay, as the same. I don't think you heard me, but here's my question I wanted no. to ask. So, Kate, 
if they didn't search every room in the hotel, like, why wouldn't they do that? What if a creeper is like, because, you know, she mentioned creepers holding her hostage in one of these rooms. They legally can't. If someone checks into a hotel room, they legally, uh, they have certain rights and technically that is their home essentially. And so they legally can't unless they have a reason to go into each specific room. That's why they brought dogs. Jeez. They did say that that one room that they did search though, they could uh, get the scent of her and they also got the scent by the fire escape. But does that mean that she was sitting over there, that one of her stuff was over there? Or does that mean that she actually climbed out the fire escape? I don't know. I, I just put that out because that was in the, that was also in the police reports that the dog was sniffing and, and found stuff around the fire escape. Okay. That hit on her. After this happened, police didn't find anything. They didn't find anything of hers. They found her scent, apparently. Mm-hmm. But they didn't find her. And 19 days go past. And the residents of this hotel start saying, complaining that the water is murky and black. Ew. This is their drinking water. This is the one that they're showering with. So one of the maintenance crews goes up to the water tower, goes up, climbs up the ladder to find that the entire lid, and this part was in the police description too and some people like when you're listening they get this messed up and they said that there was a latch on it or something like there's a latch on it now but in this police report it says it was completely off and her body was bloated decomposing face down the only thing that was under the water was one of her feet no everything else was floating as well as her And inside this water tower was her wallet, ID, her phone, and her key card to her room. No. No. Ew. No. And the police determined it as an accidental drowning due to her bipolar. Okay. They claim that, you know, she was on these meds. She obviously wasn't sane, so it was a bipolar. Seems kind of like an easy cop out there. I agree. There is, though, and a lot, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of questions about this, and a main one is this video. There is this video of her in the elevator. I'll send it. I found the real one that I was talking about, by the way. Okay, cool. Some things to note about this. There is 50 seconds missing in this uh, that the police took out. No one knows why, and it's slowed down about 30 to 35%. Okay. And there's speculations as to why 50 seconds is missing. Some speculate that someone else was in the video and it didn't give the media permission to run it. But like, if someone else is in the video, I think that it's kind of nice to be noted instead of saying that she's a crazy person talking to herself. Yeah. Anyway, I will let you do that. And while you're watching it, go ahead and do step-by-step what you see. So she's in the elevator. Now she's kind of going out. She's like, Stepped one foot out and looked around, then came back in. Now she's, like, hiding in the corner. She's in the corner of the elevator, like she doesn't want to be seen or something. Okay, now she's going back out. She's in the door of the elevator. She's just, like, standing in the door. Okay, now she's going back. Uh, was his foot out? No, she's out all the way. And she's back in. 
and out. She's all <laughs> over the place. Why isn't the elevator door closing? The door's still open. She's, I can see like her arm. She's out there, but I can't see the rest of her. I can just see her arm. Oh, oh okay. She's coming back in now. She looks like agitated. She's pushing some more buttons. A lot more buttons. She's just like pushing buttons like crazy. Oh, and then she, you know, leaves the elevator because after you push a shit ton of buttons, why wouldn't you leave the elevator? Oh, now she's like turned and making like big, weird hand gestures. Those are kind of strange hand gestures. She's like flinging her arms about a little weird. She's out of the, why is the door not closed? Like all these buttons were pushed and the door to the elevator is still open. That's kind of weird. Okay, she's walking around a little bit. Now I can't see her. She's gone. She's just out of the picture now. Oh, the door finally closed. And now the elevator's closed. Took a long time for that door to close. Oh, hey. Crazy, right? It opens again. Yeah, huh? it opens. It goes, it goes to every single floor that she pushed. See, and then it closes way fast this time. Like, it's already closed mm-hmm. again. Like a normal elevator. It's weird, right? I don't think I need to watch it go to every single floor. But. No, you don't. You're good. <laughs> but no, that's what it does. Then it goes to every single floor. Here's an interesting theory about this elevator. There's a few. Okay. There is a few. Well, but... this is called theory, so lay it on me. <laughs> I want to start with the government possibly having an invisibility cloak. And that someone and why those doors would not close it is someone kept pushing the doors open button. Okay. But- All right. Thanks for listening. If you're still here. Okay. Are you ready to try this? Yes. Okay. One, <laughs> two, two, three. Keep, keep fucking, fucking going. Going. <laughs> And we hope you stay listening to us long enough that we figure out how to do that. <laughs> Have a great. Hope you oh, a great by Christmas. the way, by the way, I forgot to mention this is, well, I think I said it's going to be in two parts, but if you really, really, really want to listen to the second part and it's not out yet, that part will be available immediately when this comes out on Patreon. Yes. I think we're going to put it at any level right yeah any level so i mean shit that's even two bucks guys throw us a bone 